Welcome to Phone Sex with Lily Show, where talent in front and behind the camera is showcased and explored. As you can imagine, there are a lot of characters and personalities in this industry. Listen as they share their stories. But first, grab your lube and get comfortable because the guests will unknowingly be subjected to phone sex with a porn star, webcam model, and your host, Lily Craven. Hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> you have a nice voice. You too. Oh, thank you. So I was kind of just sitting here lonely today. Lonely? Yeah. That's surprising. Why is that? I would think a woman who sounds like you would have no trouble having some company. Well, you know, you would think so, but I feel like we have the same problems as everyone else. Perhaps. Yeah. I I just, I don't know. I don't think anybody really knows how to get dirty these days. Well, you might be surprised. Really? Do you like to get dirty? Well, it depends on how you define dirty. But in my mind, I think it's the things that I think about are pretty dirty. Oh, really? Like, like a kink? Well, some people might call it that. Others might not. You know what I really want to do is I really want to strap one on and peg someone. Would you let me do that to you? I might, but there's a few conditions that I have. Oh, what would that be? Well, you know, I'm a lawyer. And so I am. Oh. There's certain things that really turn me on. And if you were going to do that, I would want to make sure that you followed my conditions. Oh, like almost like a contract? Something like that. Yes. Oh, so it's like a give and take. Could be described in that fashion. Yes. I like that. I, I like to take stuff too and give it. Well, that's, that's. That's a, a very positive trait, um, but perhaps you'd like to know my conditions. Um, that's what, what my next question was. I better find that out first. What are your conditions, Mr. Attorney, lawyer? Well, if you really want to get me going, uh huh. start just reading off the First Amendment. Oh, that's kind of different. Well, some call it a kink. Do you know how it starts? Well, you know, it's all about rights and freedoms of speech and yeah. freedoms of religion. And it's all about freedom. And, you know, that really being free is very uh, liberating, I think. It really is, actually, come to think of it, you know. That's why I'm so lonely right now, because I hold back and I don't want to say what I really want. You have to learn to ask for what you want. I'm liking this. So I want to peg you. Okay, well, so let's hear it. How's it so start? I, you so I just peg you, you while I, <laughs> I peg you while I read off the First Amendment? I, you know, um, might not be a request you've heard before, but let's give it a whirl. Let's do it. <laughs> You're listening to Phone Sex with Lily Show. And that was extremely unique. <laughs> so I have today, yes, he is an attorney. He is a lawyer as well. I don't know what the difference is, but, and his name is Attorney James Felton. Welcome. Hello. Good afternoon. That was quite, um, <laughs> now don't tell me that the First Amendment really like gets you going. <laughs> well, you know, not for pegging purposes, but what the heck. <laughs> <laughs> you just didn't want to say hell no, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Yeah. 
Well, I appreciate you playing along with it. That was that was um, definitely a unique little session there. I was like, of course. If I would have known the First Amendment by heart, I would have started reading it. I well, I took an educated <laughs> guess that it might not be first on your uh, hit parade of uh, you know memories, but yeah, yeah, I know good. a lot of weird stuff, but um, that one I, I have not memorized yet. But well, speaking of the First Amendment, so yeah. If I introduce you, you are a lawyer. You, um, what do you do for the industry? Um, I currently represent the Adult Performance Artist Guild, which is the union for adult performers. Um, and APAG, uh, correct? APAG, okay. and generally help performers with various um, business and other issues that they have. Okay, and how did you get into this? Um, well, it's a longer story, but uh, essentially, uh, was asked maybe 15 or so years ago to represent a woman who had a production company in the business, um, and did some work for her doing contracts and the like. Uh, and then she got involved in APEG and I guess to some extent you could say I went along for the ride. Nice. That's a nice ride you got in. Well, you know, I, it's, it's, it's been a little bit bumpy but all in all i think it, the uh the ups and downs are worth it yeah i think it's i don't know if the word is bumpy but it's probably quite exciting the stuff you sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> because if it gets to the point where it's like a legal issue it's got to be good yeah well uh some of the work you know of, of course relates to, to helping the performers with their contracts um some of them want to get out of contracts for various reasons. And so we try to negotiate on their behalf to, to allow them to move to different agencies. Now, can, can someone who's like smaller, like me, instead of the big, you know, superstar porn star, can they come and use your services? At any time, doesn't matter. And, and so they just call you up or get advice or do you actually represent them? Um. All of the above. I can I can provide them advice. I can represent them. It really depends on the matter and what they need. And then, if you couldn't afford you, can we give you a blowjob? Fine. Yeah. No. See, I can't do that. But I mean, it's it's, it's very um, enticing. For it sure. is tempting, huh? Um, but uh, yeah, that took that took that one. That one's kind of like me talking to you about the First Amendment. Kind of took me back a bit. Yeah. Um, but, um, no, I mean a lot of just. Uh, I, I mean it's it's a it's a fair question for sure. Um, but um, to be honest, most of the stuff that that I do for the union is free, and also most of the people that I help, uh, I've never met. Oh, so the answer is no. The answer is is, is yes, correct. The answer is no. <laughs> Wait, the answer is yes, correct. No. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, I'm a lawyer. I'm supposed to confuse you. Yes, and you handled that very well. Thank you. <laughs> so there's been some debating going on between me and another uh, podcast host. And this is from the Smokers Lounge. And, you know, they are smokers. Oh, oh did I say that? No. <laughs> so, no, not because they're smokers. But I just don't agree with some of the things that they're saying. And I, I keep telling them I'm going to ask a lawyer. All right, so, I'm ready. Okay, so. The first question would be, who owns the content? Um, all right. Can I be a lawyer for a minute? Yes. It depends. How's that for an answer? Um, um, yeah. usually, the, usually the person that is, is the photographer, if you will, yes. owns, owns the content. So the person that's shooting the pictures owns the, technically the copyright on the pictures. Um, of course. Of course, what, what normally happens, I think, and, and you might know this better than I do, uh, is that there's an agreement between the parties that they can share content um, so that both of them, even though maybe one of them is holding the camera or maybe none of them is hold, or, or holding the camera, that they can share content. Um, and that is one reason why um, if you're going to share content with someone, you should get that agreement in writing. Because on the day you're shooting, you may be the best of friends, but then a week later, you may not be. True. Um, so it's always better to have some agreement in writing that indicates that both of you can 
use it. Or, I mean, it could be also an agreement, you know, maybe you're paying the partner to be in your content Uh and you want to make sure that that person doesn't um, uh, publish that content because you, you don't want to dilute it. So another agreement could be that you're paying that person $500 and that person agrees that they can't show the content. So, so your original with no contracts at all, it belongs to the person who's shooting it or the photographer. Generally speaking, correct. That's the same thing as photographs. Okay. And then from there, you create a contract between the two parties that specifies it from there, your agreement. Right. Correct. And I mean, and again, if, if you're, I mean, let's, let's just assume that you're putting an iPad on a, excuse me, well, an iPad or a phone on a tripod, a tripod, and you're shooting. Well, you know, who's really holding the camera and whose camera is it? And well, we used her camera because it was better, but really the book, you know, when you have to rely on people's memories or people's positions, as opposed to writing, you'll get answers that might be different than actually what happened. That makes sense. That definitely makes sense. So, okay. So content trade, which is what we're kind of discussing too here. Like what are the legalities of trading? Can you exchange money or is it, or is it whatever the two parties agree on? It's generally whatever the two parties agree on. Um, I, I mean, I've had people who have specifically paid um, a performer to be in the, in the, in the, in the content, but uh, specifically uh, that that payment is, is so they're being paid for what they do and they don't have rights to the content. Yeah. that's um, In other, in, in other instances, the parties, both of them want to you know put it on their Twitter and on their OnlyFans and on their whatever. And they both agree that they can use it in whatever form they want. Okay. Uh, and they both have the same rights to use it. And of course the problem there is that, if if one of those performers decides to sell it to I don't know, Clips for Sale or something, mm-hmm. nothing against Clips for Sale, it's just it's just a platform, uh-huh. um, then that content could be on the internet in you know five hundred different platforms, and the person that wants to use it on the on their OnlyFans is like, well, crap, every you know, it's, yeah, they can it's get it for free, else. yeah, you know, exactly. So so that's why if you're gonna do a content trade. And look, these contracts don't have to be major documents. It can be a one pager. You know, we agree. Here's how we're doing this. Uh, and and frankly, most I think most performers that do content trades have some template of of, a, of an agreement. So it's just clear, and that way you have it. Now, are you familiar with the twenty two fifty seven form? Yeah, I was just about to bring that up. Actually, oh. to it, but same, no, but same issue. Right, so is that to, does that cover it a general twenty two fifty seven? Um, I don't. I'd have to look at it to be honest. Uh-huh. Um, I don't think it does because because that generally is a release form, uh, and I don't know if it actually talks about who owns the content, but it might. I think it does. Um, it depends which one you have, but there are you know blank spots where you can write in where what's the name of the content, who is getting it, who's the cameraman, producer, um, and then who's the talent. And it does specify that because we all, you know, we print it off and we all just like go straight to the signature line and sign it. But I mean, I guess we should probably read it, huh? Well, you should, <laughs> I mean, again, this isn't, this isn't uh, an hour process. It can take, you could spend five minutes you're yeah. going to want to get copies of identification and all that pictures of IDs, you know, you're going to, you're going to want to do that thing because, because for the five or 10 minutes it takes, it will avoid all sorts of problems in the future. Yes. I learned that on my first shoot. I, I just about everybody has a story about how they, you know, signed something that they didn't read or they didn't sign something that they should have. Correct. And no, look like life. You, you, you go through Live life and, and learn. To you and, <laughs> right. And you shake your head. And you go, well, I won't do that again. So it's understandable. That's true. Now, now, what kind of scams come across your, your desk? Um, scams. Let me think. Um, well, I don't, I don't know that I'd call this a scam, but it's more of a blackmail, which just, I just, 
did yesterday, or I, I tried to help someone yesterday. Uh-huh. Um, so a performer previously was in the business, now is not. And some guy found her pictures and basically found where she lived and what her name was and who her parents were and basically said to her that here, here's where it gets very strange. Mm-hmm. He didn't, he didn't want money. He didn't want to have sex with her. He wanted to pay her to have a tickle scene with another performer. What? Um, but he said that if she didn't do, wouldn't do that, he would release her pictures to her entire family. Oh my. Now, isn't that criminal as opposed to, I mean, wouldn't that be oh, it's, a police it's, it's, department? It's, yeah, it's all sorts of, it's all, it's all sorts of bad things. Yes. It's criminal. It's a civil uh, wrong. It's, I mean, it is, it is extortion. It is blackmail. It is probably also known as revenge porn, even though it's not a girlfriend, boyfriend thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's, so I wrote this man a letter and basically said, you understand that there's 42 states that have laws against this and it violates federal law and we're calling the FBI and you better back off and we'll see if it works. And, and do you find that it does, you know, a letter from an attorney usually nips it in the butt for, for majority of your, the smaller issues? It, it usually does. Cause I, I think, I think what happens in most of these cases, these, I mean, it's, I'm going to generalize, but I'm, I'm mostly true or almost all entirely true. It's mostly men who have a power trip against these performers yeah. And look, it's, you know, you think it's really about him wanting to see a tickle scene or basically him saying, you're going to do what I'm telling you to do. Exactly. Um, you're gonna, you know. So, I mean, so I think if he gets a lawyer that says the FBI has been notified, I'd like to think that someone doesn't want to go past that and, and really see if that's true. The very good point. Well, the I mean, smart but, ones no. don't want to. Yeah, I mean, but, and there's been, I mean, this, this is not the first time that the, the tickle wrinkle is, is the first time for me, but this is not the first time that I've heard sort of the, you need to meet me or you need to have sex with me or you need to, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, uh, or I'm going to, I'm going to show, you know, so-and-so your pictures. Yes. And then if it was somewhat a partner you were involved with, like in a relationship, then that's revenge porn. Yeah, that's, that's typically known as revenge porn. Although, um, uh, although I think the statutes are broad enough that, that, that any, any distribution of, of yeah. you know, sexual contact without consent is, is whether it be a past boyfriend or husband or girlfriend or whatever is probably, um, under the statutes. Do you think that the, the industry or the law has caught up with the industry? Like, do you think it protects us or does it still fall short of the fine line of the law that just doesn't give us much you know protection so uh, i'll answer it and i'll give you another example okay um i think the statutes are actually pretty well intended the question is whether the police officers or department of justice want to get involved in you know what could arguably be seen as sort of small matters um of course it's a big deal to the to the woman that's being blackmailed but you're, you're talking about you're not talking about a terrorist attack on the Capitol. I mean, you're talking about sort of some dude that's off his rocker and is, you know, terrorizing a former porn star. And sometimes it's hard to get the police or other governmental entities excited about stepping in. So you think that the yeah. the laws are there, but it's getting the departments basically educated and understanding that this is a serious issue. Yeah, and it also could be resources. I mean, we 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 know again not so much through yeah. the porn world, but just in general that there's limited resources for our police departments, and um, especially it, online it, issues. Yeah, it's just hard. I mean, I don't I don't blame them for for having to prioritize certain things over others, but it, it may just be one of those things where this is not on the top of their priority list. Yeah, I found that too. That they, you know, when it's online too. Nobody wants to touch it. They want to push it off to someone else and then it yep. gets pushed nowhere. Uh, it, that's true. And then the other, the other issue that I, I had recently was a, um, was some 
some escorts have been defrauded by a um, a client. He had, he had paid them in fake money and in expired gift cards. Oh my! And and I mean, it's a federal crime to counterfeit funds. Um, the problem there, though, again, is crime. Um, well, and and if you're if you're an escort that was paid $5,000 in, you know, funny money. Exactly. You're, you're going to have to go to the cops and say, you know, I had sex for money. Um, and that depending on where you are, and what state you're in that, you, you know, you may be essentially admitting to a crime. Exactly. Cause then you can't, that's like, that's like robbing the drug dealer and then the drug dealer calling the cops on you. Mm-hmm. They, they stole my drug. So, right. <laughs> yeah, no, so, so it's, yeah, it's a little, I mean, and this just happened with, with um, three or four separate women who uh-huh. were, were scammed. Um, this one, I think, qualifies as a scam um, by a guy. And, you know, he's kind of going to probably get off, get off yeah. scot-free, pardon the, pardon the pun. Um, and, right, I mean, yes, because, because really none of them probably are, I mean, I mean you know, fortunately, um, and again, easy for me to say, but fortunately, the three or four or five thousand dollars that they weren't paid is is not going to make or break their their you know their living. Yes. Um, but it's it's a lot of money. I, I you know I don't I don't I don't begrudge them for being upset for losing five thousand dollars. Well, also the violation of your your body that you allowed someone to do that you would not have done it otherwise. So it's I, almost I'm like. Sure. literally like a rape almost like you someone took it from you 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 would never have done it unless you were paid i i understand and like i said i'm not i'm not devaluing the problem i just you just have to decide whether and also in many of those instances the the escort may may not be a you know she may have a double life if you will and yes is she going to want to put her real name on a on a complaint good point because then they get to see it so, now, yeah. Oh, wow. That's, that's too bad that that's, I mean, it's kind of, that's doing stuff on the streets, you know? It's, it's, it's really unfortunate. And yeah. it, 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 look, it's, it's not just the porn world, right? People scam people out of money and all sorts of different things. They sure do. And, so and now, just, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say you have to be careful. Um, I was going to say, so speaking of escorting, um, what is the difference between, how do you differentiate filming porn and prostitution? Well, I'll, I'll, uh, I, I'm sure, I'm sure there's lawyers that can give you a much better understanding of this. But for me, you know, basically fil- filming, filming um, pornography is generally legal, um, uh, you have to obviously go through the process of, of getting certain documentation um, and you've got to, you've got to uh, uh, comply with whatever the state or local rules state for filming. You know, do you need a license? Can you film in this County uh, in some counties, although it may not be enforceable, they require condoms, you know, those kind of things. Um, but uh, escorting is generally um, not legal again, depending on where. Um, so because you're not, you know, you're not really filming. Um, you're providing something that's that's not being used for, if you will, adult entertainment to, you know, provide in some kind of um, uh, medium or you know the internet or video or what have you. So if someone like say just for example Jenna James, so if she goes and fucks a fan and he records it but doesn't use it but she is a porn star and he's not, is that, is that just getting into the fine lines of the law? Like, would she be arrested for it? I doubt it. Um, the, the harder one, and this is also one that's, that's a bit of a scam. Uh-huh. Um, the harder one is the one where some guy calls up an agency and says, I want to book so-and-so for a, for a, for a, for a scene. Yes. Um, the performer shows up to the guy's house and he's, it's just him and he's got a camera and he's filming, but he's really just, you know, doing, in that, in that, camera. <laughs> he's, he's doing, he's doing as we know, it's called a private, right? Yes. So, 
so but but you know maybe everyone's sort of sort of now now look it it in that in that situation i think the performer can say i'm good with that or the performer could say no i don't do that if we're gonna we're gonna shoot we're gonna shoot and i'm not just here so that because because really at that point if, if it's really just a guy that has a camera that has no intention of of ever distributing um, it again yeah then it's then it's really i mean it's really just an escort at that point yes and that's what i one of the questions i always ask first is do you have references like i need to actually make contact and talk to them but the second one where are you going to use it i need to see your other work and then where are you going to use it and when they say oh it's for personal use I'm like, nah, bro, this is, <laughs> this is, this is, yeah, I mean, and, 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 and you, and you should have the right to say no thanks, or, or maybe you're like, whatever, uh, you know, I mean, that's your choice. If you're yeah. okay with it, then go for it. Yes. Um, but, but most of the time, how they do it though. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and unfortunately, most of the time, the performer doesn't know this in advance until the performer shows up. And that's the exactly. unfortunate part. Yes. And they definitely need, that's something you got to ask. I mean, I would. So when I'm going to take a quick break for the sponsors and um, when we come back, if you can tell us like a state that requires condoms or a place that you're not allowed to shoot. Okay. I'll do my best. Yep. (laughs) Okay. You're listening to phone sex with Lily show and we will be back. Hi, you're listening to Phone Sex with Lily Show, and I am here today speaking to attorney James Felton. Hello. Hello again. Hello again. So before the break, we had I had mentioned um, like a state that you are required to wear a condom. Is there one? Um, there probably is. I don't know the actual answer to this because I'm I'm certainly I'm I'm familiar with with California state law, which does not require it. Oh. Um, I can't tell you some counties may require it, although I don't really think they enforce it. Um, but the, the, but the condom law that was attempted to be passed, and I want to say like 2016, 2017 did uh-huh. not pass. It didn't pass here in California. So California doesn't require um, it. I, I, I just don't know enough about other states to know um, what they're like. Um, my guess is that some probably do, which is why you don't hear about a lot of people filming in you know, Alabama. And I'm not saying Alabama does, but right, nobody says, oh, we're filming a scene in Alabama. Um, so um, my, my guess is that there are states that have um, condom laws. So I just looked it up. Yeah. And it says... The Los Angeles City Council approved a new mandate Tuesday, which is uh, January 17th, 2012, requiring all actors in pornographic films to wear condoms during any film that takes place within the city limits. Yes. Los well, that's Angeles. why I said that's wow. yeah that's yeah that's why I said that's why I said California Los Angeles does have a condom law and has had it for some time but ah. it's generally unenforced as I understand it yeah well of course because I know yeah, yeah like I oh didn't I shoot there yeah I did <laughs> just kidding law no <laughs> um that's yeah. interesting that it's there um because they don't but but didn't it curve a lot of shooting over there well, when it first, as I recall, when it first happened, there was a lot of uncertainty as to what would be enforced and what wasn't enforced. And so, you know, people didn't want to break the rules on purpose. Exactly. I think, I think in general, it's not enforced. Yeah, I, th- I think you're correct on that yeah. one. So is there any, say, state that you cannot shoot at all? And I, I'm not certain. I'm, I'm sure there must be because... Um, we 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 all don't we don't hear about people shooting in all these different states right we hear about nevada and new york and and california um and um but we you know florida to some extent um but you know that doesn't mean that there's not shooting in these other states but for 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 some reason they seem to be centered and maybe it's because that's where the people or performers are actually residing but they seem to be centered in these other states yeah because there seems to be like four hubs like the Miami, like you were saying, Vegas. Yeah. And 
that's yes. And now I thought that Utah was one of them that said that you cannot, I think they can't even webcam there. That may be, I I just honestly don't know. Yeah. Um, I can't, one of, one of the things that you asked before the, before the break, um, which we actually discussed yesterday, a little bit at XBiz was, um, was one of the things that are getting performers in trouble right now is filming sort of in public. Yes. Um, you know, the, you know, the, the woman's in the library and she goes behind the stacks and has sex with someone and they film it. And of course they put it on the internet and somebody says, Oh, that's, you know, the public library at wherever. And, yeah. and you can you figure out where it is. And so that's getting people into trouble. And, it, and it's not just in libraries, obviously it can be on playgrounds or wherever, but that seems to be sort of something that people need to kind of be concerned about because um, they seem to be oh, getting on top of it, a li- meaning slightly. Yeah, <laughs> like, well, uh, yeah, I mean, if you can, if, 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 if your surroundings can be identified, mm-hmm. then you're going to have a problem because people are going to know exactly where you are, which is, which is why when it's, it's in somebody's house, usually nobody knows where that is. Now, oh, what's the Airbnb deal? Like, I've heard that uh, they noticed that their home is on, you know, a porn video and they sued. Have you heard about yeah. that? I'm trying to remember. I, I know what you're talking about. There was a case. Yeah. Was it four or five years ago where, where, and, and both it was on and the, and the woman had like paintings or something in her house and that's cool. how she knew it was her house and. I don't remember how that ended up, but I, I suspect that right after that case, the, the Airbnb folks probably made sure that there was a, a line in the contract that said, you may not use this premises for blah, 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 um, which may have been there before, but if it wasn't, I'm sure it was added. Yeah. And it was like, but I wonder what grounds they have to stand on, like for porn in the back. I mean, everybody has sex in Airbnbs anyways, right? You well, but you don't, but, but video? yeah, exactly. But they're not, they were not filming it. Now, if you, if you were to have sex in somebody's house and it was, nothing was on the walls and it was not identifiable, then maybe nobody would care. But that's I what think they what do happened. now. They cover stuff up or they get, yeah. I, a lot of people are paranoid about, oh, you know, the person knowing or, but there's also a website for um, homes that are rented out specifically for shoots. And I wish I knew what it was. I'll have to get back. Yeah, well, and, and certainly a lot of the performers use that website because they know that the homes have multi-purposes and there's lots of bedrooms and they can film in different places. And Yes, and um, it's okay. And, with, you don't have to hide it. Like, you don't right. have to. Right, well, and that's, and that's again, because, um, because um, the, uh, the owner uh, is okay with it. Exactly. Like they're putting it out there for that purpose and they get paid a lot more than Airbnb. So yeah, that is true. Yeah, they do. So <laughs> definitely like if you all wanted to rent your house out, I'll have to get that site for everybody. Yeah. So, so my last big question would be, what is a case that came across your desk that was just memorable? We'll, we'll say it that way. Um, well, the case is one that's happening right now. Okay. Um, so a few months back, maybe August, there was, uh, uh, significant rumors in the industry that some performers had filmed a scene or more than one scene with a, with a dog. Um, and uh, apparently some people have, have seen this footage um, and uh, one or a few other performers in particular identified um, a performer as being in the video okay. or videos. Um, that performer does not believe that she was in any videos and she's sued the performers that named her for defamation. Oh, well, and, and, and again, I'm, I'm obviously not using names, but the, but the point being that if, if yeah. 
I put on the internet that you were in a video with a dog, it probably wouldn't be very good for your reputation, I would think. No, it would destroy you. <laughs> and so, so I mean, I guess if it's true, then, then you have to deal with it. But if it's not true, then um, it should never have been said. But how do you, how do you determine that that person really does not, did not see or believe they saw it? How can you create, I mean, how can you make a case against someone's belief? Well, you, you would think that before I suggested to the world in a tweet that another person was in a movie with a dog that I would make sure that I had some proof. I mean, it's a pretty strong allegation, right? It's sort of like if I said to you, to some yes. guy, you know, why did you beat the crap out of your girlfriend um, and put that on the internet? I would hope that I would be pretty darn sure that he did it. True. But, but I mean, when it, can, when it comes down to the law in the courtroom, you would, how do you, you would have to prove that this person literally made it up but what if they saw a flash of something or something that they truly believed was it? Like, is that possible to prove? Well, it's really up to them, I think, to prove that they were told by a good source or they saw it. And, and, and I, I mean, I suppose if you saw a very defined picture of someone in, in that kind of scene and you knew that was somebody but I mean, if you just saw them hypothetically from the from the waist down, um, is there a tattoo? Is, is there something? You know, what is there that led you to believe? Oh, that's another story. If you have a minute, I'll tell you that story too. Okay, um, it just reminded me. <laughs> um, that's that's, a, that's almost a better story. But anyway, I mean, how do you how do you know for certain? Uh, and if you don't know for certain, and you really have never seen it, but, but someone told you, don't be spreading that person's name on the internet. Good point. Very good point. Mm, yeah. And so what is the other story that you wanted to share? So this is this is a better story. I just thought of it. So um, I get a call from, from someone who um, was contacted by a friend of theirs. Uh, the friend of theirs was on somebody's, I think it was OnlyFans page. And this particular uh, person's page, she was a, the girlfriend of a rapper. and. The, the girlfriend was posting naked pictures of herself and uh, asking people to pay for them. So I'm not sure exactly how this man who called the first woman knew, but the, the man who sees these pictures calls the first woman and says, I think a picture of your vagina is on this woman's OnlyFans. Oh, <clears throat> so here's what happened. So the, the rapper's girlfriend didn't, didn't really want to show her vagina. Um, so she took someone else's vagina picture and put it on her site and, and paid for it, you know, had people pay her for it. So she could, you know, get people spend money because she was sort of popular and sort of famous, but not actually have to show herself. Well, you know, unfortunately this particular woman had a sort of a a high thigh tattoo. Uh Um, and when she saw the picture, she knew that it was in fact her vagina that people were paying this other woman for. Uh, oh my! So, so she sued. She ha- did. She have to show her vagina in court. No. Uh, ultimately, <laughs> ultimately, we got this woman to pay my client some money because it was obvious when you know when you saw the pictures of of my client and this woman, it was obvious that she had used this other person's picture. But did the woman have to drop her draws to show that that's really yeah. her? No, no, she, no, I mean, it was, it was clear. Again, How is it, it was clear it, it, though, without a because comparison? She, because she had this, because this woman obviously didn't have a tattoo on her, on her upper inner thigh and my client did. And so the tattoo did was identical. No, the woman knew once we caught her on it, she knew that she had stolen the pictures. So it never went all the way to court where she had no. to like drop her pants and say, see, this really is me. <laughs> no, no. She knew that she'd stolen the picture. She, were you hoping she, you God bless for it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of thought that would settle out in advance, but, um, but that was probably the craziest in the sense that, well, yeah. I mean, the, I guess, I guess the crazy part is how did this, how did my client's friend, I, I mean, what are the chances that, you know, A, he went on this person's site to, to see her and B, 
he knew enough about my client's upper thigh to go, wait a minute, that's, that's, <laughs> that's my friend. Well, it's not that weird because it's a tattoo. So when you get tattoos, you would show someone or tell some, you know what I mean? Like it's something that, yeah, but now the was, chances of him coming pretty, across it is rare. Yeah, it, it was, but it was pretty high. Like it, 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 it wasn't on her you know, ankle. I mean, it was basically very close to her, to her. Yeah, exactly. So, but whatever. It, it, I feel like it you all, could it still all, tell it someone out. about yeah. it, like, or someone would know about it. Maybe so. Anyway, <laughs> that, that was that was sort of like uh, that was probably the most interesting, actually. Now that I think about it. Oh, you have a fun job. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. how can if someone needed your assistance or advice or to get in contact with you to retain you, how do they go get in contact with you? They can contact me directly by email or they can contact um, Alana Evans, the president of APAG, and she can get me in contact with them. Um, uh, a lot of what I'm doing now is helping women with their Twitter and Instagram accounts that are being disabled, mostly Instagram. Um, oh. And we, didn't, we haven't talked about that, but that's, yeah, that's sort of that's sort of a big deal. It's a kind of a big deal right it's now. A big um, deal, yes. Um, I didn't know you could do anything she, about it. Yeah, no, I'm dealing with it almost every day. Wow. And so what are they what 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 are they doing? Are they suing them saying they didn't have a right to do that or No, um we're trying to work with Instagram's outside counsel to try to get the accounts reactivated. Um most of the time the accounts are terminated or suspended because of some reference to OnlyFans or some other pornographic site. Yes. And wow. and I appreciate why the girls on Instagram want to make sure people go to their OnlyFans because obviously it's a pay site, but the problem is Instagram just really doesn't like it at all. And, and if they, if, that's if whatever right. computers. Hmm? That's, in, that's, that's Instagram's right to say, you're not going to use my platform for that. Oh, I, I am not suggesting that they don't have a right to that. I just mean, I think people, uh, people need to understand that there's some pretty clear boundaries Yes, and, and, um, people have started using these link trees, which also appear to have violate or Ooh. Instagram believes they violate their rules. Interesting. So, um, so it's, it's, it's gotten rougher. Um, and of course, if you lose your Instagram for many people, it, it is an income hit. So, um, yes, but, but now what, what leg would they have to stand on legally? They are, they violated the, the rules of that site. And and I'm not on Instagram side. Like, trust me, I get all the the Facebook and the Instagram and the censorship. But I'm just saying on the flip side, how would you be able, to, are you doing more negotiating with them or are you like going after them and suing them? No, no, we're not suing them. Um, there's an arbitration provision anyway, so okay. we wouldn't sue them. But, but we're really, look, I mean, there are instances where people don't violate the rules, but somehow the algorithm has caught something that, true. that thinks it's true. There are other times where people, um, I mean, I mean the, the biggest problem, frankly, is the unequal application of the rules. Um, yes. For, for example, I'm sure you could go on to Instagram right now and go to a page and say, wait a minute, I can, that person's naked. Yes. Why, why does, you know, why do I get to see Kim Kardashian and something that, Un, that if a if a performer wore it would get that performer suspended. True. Um, and and how is how is the algorithm able to 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 differentiate, or is it just that Kim Kardashian? I'm just using her as an example. Has you know eight million followers, and a performer has thirty thousand, so she's too valuable to Instagram to kick off. But the performer with thirty thousand isn't that valuable. It, you know, good point. Cause it's hard. Like I'm at 30,000. That's hard to get to that. So <laughs> you must have a few fans. <laughs> yeah. But, but it's not 8 million. True. I mean, Instagram doesn't, I, I mean, in my, it, in my, in my experience, <laughs> yes. I've had better, I've had better success getting accounts back when the accounts have more than a million followers. That is just, yeah. And it's wrong. That's absolutely wrong. Uh, <laughs> so you know i don't i don't make uh, maybe coincidental it may not be coincidental but i'm telling you in my experience i do much better if someone says oh yeah i had a million four followers okay well that's that's good we'll see so you actually have been successful at getting accounts back uh y- yeah not by far not all the time um it's probably not even 50 percent 
but um but frankly um considering i do it for free um it's worth a shot and um you know there's uh, I, I shouldn't say you know i understand that there are hackers out there that will take you know many thousands of dollars to get your instagram account back you might get it back for a week or two and then you lose it again and then they come back and say okay oh, me another you know five thousand dollars yeah um, um, you know, take your, take your chances and it may be worth it to you if, if it's, if you're making that much money on it, but, um, they're just gaming the system. They're not, they're not going back to Instagram. Yeah. Cause like, basically it's just keep your shit together, follow the rules and you'll be fine. Right. Um, right. And, the, <laughs> and, and that's true. And the problem is, I think that the, again, Instagram doesn't directly make you any money. So I suspect the performers want to get people to move over to only, to OnlyFans or another platform that they can make money on. And you know, how do you do that? Well, you, you you get you inch up against that line to try to be as edgy as you can be, so that you get the people to move over. Or you do the old-fashioned J.C. Penny catalog. <laughs> then that might have to be the way you do it because it's true. It's very tricky. I mean, even down to like when I had a little hobby business for with lingerie and adult products, they would not let me sell online or advertise panties and bras. And I'm like, every woman, well, most of us, every day of the week, since we're little girls, we are wearing panties and bras, <laughs> all of us. And it's a, it's, it's the one thing that all of us have to use so it's like i mean you have your free hanging whatever people and your braless women but i'm talking about overall we are taught from when we're you know you get your training bra at 10 years old 12 and it's like come on now i can't put this on the internet you know that doesn't make sense and and it was not ever something that was risque or any it, these were this was just standard like class yeah i get it it depends on the platform and, and, yeah. and, and for Instagram, it's either nudity or even sometimes the, the appearance of nudity, okay. meaning, yeah. you know, maybe I'm looking at somebody's backside and I can't tell if they're wearing a phone or not. Like you can't see it. Yes. So it looks like, it looks, I mean, which is a, which is a sort of a beautiful picture, right? If you're looking and you can't really tell, but for Instagram's purposes, if it looks like you're naked, then you must be. Well, yeah, but also where do you, where do you draw the line? It's got to be a very, you know, specific line of don't, if you don't, if you say no bras and panties, that cuts out all the skimpy swimsuits. It, it's people who push the limits more and more and more, you know, what bra and panty is the, there. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the let's just have is, none. The skimpy, the skimpy <laughs> stuff is, is okay. As long as, I, I mean, not to get, you know, way too specific, but. I mean, if the thong thing is sort of almost, you can't see it and it looks like yes. you're naked, um, you know, which again, that might be the point, right? But, um, yeah. if, but, 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 but the flip side, if you can see the bikini, then it's probably not going to give you any problems. Yeah. And then on Facebook, you can absolutely cannot have a thong. That would be just outrageous. And then see, so they started covering, you know, uh, three fourths of the bottom and it's like, yeah, but what they did is they just drew it back even further and they make it to where you can't wear a swimsuit at all yeah. or a broad well, panty. So then yeah. you, that means swimsuit too, because they all look the same. <laughs> I, I, no, I agree. And, and Facebook is obviously, you know, different. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's sort of the, right. It's sort of Facebook, then Instagram, and then, you know, Twitter, which we know, um, I mean, you can't have bodily fluids on Twitter, but just about everything else you can. Thank goodness. <laughs> no, did I say that? <laughs> I'm a, I'm a body fluid, a phobe, <laughs> whatever that, whatever uh, word that is for being afraid of body fluids. <laughs> I did not know that about Twitter. Very interesting. Yeah. I mean, well, it's, you basically can you see show almost anything on Twitter. You just can't show body fluids for the most part. Yeah, well, you know, I, I'm glad I know that. So I won't be having anyone shoot a load on me there. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, well, you really cleared up, like answered tons of questions I know a lot of people have. Um, and you did clear up the question between me and the Smokers Lounge. Because Good. that was who owns, like, what is a content trade? Who owns the content? And I had said the original owner is the producer. They own it. If you never sign anything from there, even if you, like, 
it is going to be his and that's it. And that cameraman, there may be two talent and both of them are like this volunteer photographer is coming in and shooting this for you. Well, he still owns it. Well, right. And and that's why, and that's why you, if you were hiring a cameraman, you'd want to work for hire agreement with that cameraman. Yes. And you want to specify it of, and then you change that original agreement, which is the cameraman or the producer. He's the one who, owns it if you want to change it then you put other stuff in writing but i would put everything in writing because just to do it because again uh no i was holding the camera no you were holding i don't i mean you know whatever yeah that's true i never thought of that (laughs) right and well what if the tripod's holding the camera then then you know then who's doing it's that's that's very true and even like i recently had a case um as you know, with a comic book situation. (laughs) And I did sue in small claims. If people think that they can't afford, you know, to go as far as as your status to get hiring an attorney and all that, they do have their local means to go to like a small claims um, and hold some of these people accountable, even though you might not have well, I did have a kind of a monetary loss. You know, you got to compensate me for you scamming. And and you there are avenues you can take besides going and blowing a bunch of money on an attorney like you. Of course. <laughs> because you're probably pretty costly. Although you said you do offer your services. I'm sure it's case by case, right? Anything Anything that comes through the union for the most part is free. Oh, that's awesome. And so you said, so, how, how did they get a hold of you again? Um, I can give you my email address if you'd like, um, or they can contact a- uh, Lana Evans at APAC and she can provide it. Um, okay. You just, you tell me. And what's your, well, what's your, um, your email? So it's the letter J and then my last name, F-E-L-T-O-N. Uh, and that's at G is in George, B is in boy. L-A-W-L-L-P.com. All right. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. You're very, very welcome. And you're listening to Phone Sex with Lily Show. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of Phone Sex with Lily Show and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch episodes you may have missed, go to Spotify, Anchor, or SkyhawkAfterDarkTV.com. Simply type in Phone Sex with Lily Show. For the latest from Lily, you can follow her on Instagram at real underscore Lily Craven and on Twitter at Lily Craven XXX or message on Facebook at Lily.Craven40. Thanks again. Until next time.